Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Sandy Pars Podcast, your source for in-depth discussions about the world of golf for the amateur golfer. We're your hosts, Renny Duran and Ryan Munoz. On this episode, we dive into some course reviews from Golf Mecca in Monterey, discuss a recent Wall Street Journal article about maintaining golf interest post-COVID, and as always, touch on some PGA and LPGA action. Stay tuned after the break. Hello and welcome back to the Sandy Pars Podcast here on a Tuesday night in April. I'm once again joined by my co-host, Ryan Munoz. Hey, hey, welcome back. Um, yeah, excited to get into it. We've had a, uh, some time off here. We had uh, some tef- technical difficulties last week with our pod, um, but I was really excited to get into the subjects we had tonight. Um, it's not going to be as much PGA at the forefront. We kind of took a week off the PGA with the, the Zurich. Yes. Um, which, I mean, I think for some might have been entertaining, but for most. You know, our last podcast, I said some mean things about the Zurich Classic. I actually enjoyed watching it. Um, okay. we'll, we'll circle back towards the end when we're talking PGA, but I'll, I'll retract some of my, my rude statements that I made towards the Zurich. Um, yeah, I, had, uh, I didn't, didn't watch much golf this last week, but I definitely played a ton. Um, I know that, you know, in a few of our early episodes, we definitely talked about things like courses and course reviews and, you know, playing, playing different types of courses that are, um, you know, at different skill levels. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I think over this past week, uh, I played three courses that are easy, intermediate, and then I would say advanced, um, in terms of the skill level required. So, um, those three courses that I played. We had the Hay, which is the new Tiger Woods course, par three in uh, Pebble Beach, Pacific Grove um, in Pacific Grove, Mm -hmm. California. The Poor Man's Pebble. The Poor Man's Pebble. And then Spanish Bay, which is another Pebble Beach um, uh, resort course. So... Um, Currently wearing a Spanish Bay hat as we record this podcast. And I, I mean, you have played... All these courses, with the exception of, of the hay as well. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. most I'm of well this will be news in, to you in, in both courses. Um, but I'm curious. Let's start it off. Tell me about the hay, man. Um, so the hay was absolutely awesome. It was a great way to start. So we played Pacific Grove after we played the hay. So the, for those who aren't um, aware, the hay is actually in between Pebble Beach and the Pebble Beach practice facility. And so if you have a tea time at any of the Pebble yeah. Beach resorts, you can go there. I um, saw it, I saw it, you know, like coming together. I played Pebble in January, so mm. I could see the layout of it right there when we were warming up. And yeah, it looked, exactly. it looked awesome, looked fun as hell. Yeah, so Tiger Woods designed, it was really cool. All the holes have like uh, a name and they're the, the yardage that it is, is um, it like aligns with the year or a, or a particular number that is important to uh pebble beach golf links Mm -hmm. so like you know they would have them one was named tiger one was named jack one was named the hay or uh watson cool you know it was was after like these historical historical moments moments. Mm -hmm. and it was a little had a little plaque that told everything that happened uh it was really cool longest hole 107 yards awesome so it's it's essentially a course designed for you know the family to go play with dad or with you know with the kids like grandpa too right yeah Something that, that the whole family could go out Maybe you play. bring a little girl out. Maybe she shanks a shot on that par three and hits you. <laughs> it hits uh, you like, like the last par three we played. <laughs> yeah. Um, bless that girl's heart. Uh, but yeah, so, I mean, overall, the facilities, you're using 
you're using Pebble Beach's facilities, uh, you, you can't go to the practice area um, like you could if you were playing one of the big courses. Uh-huh. But um, it's there. And well, you can't even go to the, the, the range? You right can't there? go to the range right there. Oh. So, yeah, that, that's kind of a bummer. I mean, 100 yards is your longest shot, right? Yeah. You kind of use that, I guess. Most people probably, right, you're playing there. Maybe you use that as your warm-up, like you guys right. probably did too, right? So. Yeah. And um, the they have a – so they had an 18-hole putting course out there too, along with like a few fixated holes that you could go out there and practice. Cool. And that's free to anybody. And then, so they say – like the, there's like a guy out there who says, okay, if you're going to hit it to any of those holes – they ask that you play in 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 line, mm-hmm. and uh, so I thought that was really cool. Like, and that is that's real. That's yeah, it's awesome. Um, yeah, so the facility is cool. The the pro shop had a limited amount of stuff, but um, I mean, you could tell that they're trying to figure it out, like what's going to be popular, well, what's well, not. yeah, and they just opened up too, right. right? So they needed less stuff that said the words the hay, and they had this little cool uh, logo with the seal holding yeah, a flagstick, yeah. They need more stuff with that. I, I just wanted a hat with yeah, that just on it. Like or a, a dad hat, boom, with the little hay logo. And yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to tell one of you guys to grab me one, but uh, it does, Slim Pickens. I would wait. I would wait. It was just like, it just wasn't you want that, that great. second generation. They did have, they did have a, uh, uh, some koozies and stuff that I noticed when we walked out. That would have been something good to get. But um, other than that, I passed on, on all the gear. They'll, they'll get better stuff yeah. soon. Uh, course conditions. It's brand new. I was gonna say, I'd imagine, yeah, pretty goddamn good. Pretty good. <laughs> they already had six uh, um, hole hole in ones. It opened on Friday. We played it on Tuesday. They already had six hole in ones there. Um, that I mean, it's dude. They're they're all chip shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. But the 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 course um, in terms of everything being great, the hazards were uh, you know super super fluffy uh, sand. There's a, a what few, you would expect a few Pebble Beach quality right. in a fun little par three setup. Yep, and then um, the they had some old trees in there, but there's no water, you know, so yeah. you're not gonna get you're not gonna be losing any balls. Yeah, I know, I know exactly where it's at. Like you said, it's in between the practice area and 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 like that that main area going into the shops of Pebble. So yeah, there's no, yeah, you're not like directly at the ocean, but. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, fuck. It looks like I said when I saw it there, getting you know, it was pretty much done, almost being done. It looked cool as They're hell. They're laying grass uh, on it already. Yeah, um, the design was awesome. The well, of gr- course, the, the, the green, Tiger, Wood, Tiger, Tiger Woods design. Yeah, and then uh, the the way it protected itself was definitely the undulations of the greens, dude. Because like some there were some like really easy spots that the flags could be. So like they had like one, like it could be like three, inter- like beginner, mm-hmm. intermediate, and hard, and then. Uh, the ninth green had like a bowl. Like, so if they put the flag in the middle of that, anything around it's going to go like, like putt, putt golf. Yeah, yeah, it's going to yeah. funnel in. Um, so, I mean, overall, cool. I thought it was That's uh, awesome. awesome. That sounds like something we'll kind of touch on later in, in the show. But like, I think golf in general needs more courses like that and setups like that. I think that one's in particular really cool because just being at Pebble is is fucking sweet right like and if you're into golf you know you don't want to it's it's an expensive round to go fork over a lot of money there but you can go play that with you know you like young kids it's an easy price right it's a quick Mm -hmm. trip then you can go have a couple drinks on the 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 restaurant at pebble get the kind of full pebble experience without having to like you know be a balls deep golfer and go all the way in exactly yeah and the kids can go out there and putt around and you know they can go do something on their own mm-hmm. um yeah 
overall, I, I was very impressed. I just can see that thriving there. Um, like I said, 60 bucks or 65 bucks to go out and play nine. Um, and you have access to all the restaurants and shops. Like you said, they're building a restaurant right next to it too. So, um, it's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be really popular, especially for the people who are getting into golf. Like we're going to talk about later. Yep. Um, second golf course that day, Pacific Grove. A lot of people have played Pacific Grove. It's no secret anymore. A gem. Um, also a great price point. Uh, I think it was like 80 bucks riding. Um, that I was, mean, it you, was a Tuesday, but you can't beat that though. No, no, especially not out there. Um, it was really it was really fun. I didn't play that great, um, but uh, facilities there are what you expect from a muni. You know, uh, yeah, small putting green. Pro- I'd say they're probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the driving like, range the driving is like kind of tin cuppy a little bit. At but, least they have one, which yeah. I think for like when that size of course and kind of where it's at is surprising, right? But yeah. Um, you know, I think overall, aside from the actual like warm up facilities, I think everything's a little bit nicer than your average Muni. Absolutely, right? absolutely. Um, I mean, I'm, we're we're splitting hairs here. It has a driving range. That's all you can really ask for. Yeah. It has a couple putting. It has a putting. I've green never hit green. balls on their driving range. I know you I, guys did this last time. This last um, time, um, and that's because the hay only took an hour to play, so we had plenty of time beforehand. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, you know, nothing nothing to really remark on. In terms of that, they have a restaurant and bar, which is pretty nice. Um, we've, we've definitely consumed some beverages at the the bar there. They make some great drinks. Pro shop seems like it's a little empty just from COVID and stuff. They're probably not as well. I mean, them. and no one's like you know, no one wants a Pacific Grove pullover. God yeah, bless yeah. the course. Yeah, it's a great they course. It's knick-knacks. a great time, but yeah. like I'm not I'm not trying to get that visor um, pullover combo. Totally agree. <laughs> Totally agree. And like you were saying, the conditions there, the course conditions are uh, better than any Muni, like I've, at least I've ever played in terms of greens and tees are super nice. They move them around. Fairways, it's a link style course, so it can get away with not being like perfectly cut fairways yeah, yeah. And, and, and all that shit. So, um, you know, a lot of wastelands out there that they use as bunkers. Ton, I mean, bunkers. all the back nine is protected by the, the wasteland. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the course design... I would say that this is a more this is like a perfect intermediate um uh yeah. golf course in terms of uh because if it's not particularly windy and you have a, you get yourself a nice day it's not that challenging. It isn't. Um It can be. It can be. Starts uh, off with two par 3s which is really cool. I like the way you have it set here. Um half inland muni, half links. That's totally what it is. Uh Yeah. And yeah, it, it you know that back nine can all of a sudden get crazy though. Um, that wind you, picks if you, up if you. the wind picks up, or like you know, my dad was saying is just he just was cold out there too, right? And yeah. so then all of a sudden, you know, you lose a tee shot in the wind, and you're in one of those hazards, and those fucking things are impossible to hit out of. Um, yeah, unless you're Jack, unless you're Jack hitting mm-hmm. out of the ice plant. Yeah, uh, I know, I know, Kyle. Uh, Canyon listens to this too, um, but I avoided I avoided doing two things um, in our round, even though I didn't play that great. I avoided hitting one into the the graveyard um, into the cemetery that off the, off that, the first tee off the first tee, which lines the first two tee shots on two par threes. Because you did that at the pounding at the Pacific, and then you did it at your bachelor party at right? my bachelor party, <laughs> and then 
And then I, uh, on, I think it's like hole 14 or something. No, 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 no. No, it's the front nine. It's the front nine. Because you did that at the pounding at the Pacific yeah. and at your bachelor party yes. as well. <laughs> so that was, I think it was like hole seven or eight. I think it's hole eight. It's, it, it's, I, it's the, it's, yeah, it's after the back to back par fives. Yes. And yes. And so, um, it's eight because nine is a long par three that's going right. back into the clubhouse. That hole sucks. Um, but yes, a hundred percent right. I, I would put, I told Mooney one time to go tell these folks to get out of their yard because <laughs> I put I I've put uh, four shots now in this these people's yards on out there on the same hole uh, at Pacific Grove and so those people I'm sorry like I've had to apologize a couple of times they're unloading groceries and my golf ball finds their Jack Witten ran into their yard to get it because I was there's, too embarrassed there's uh, there's a couple holes at Seascape. That I've 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 always uh, I leave a, a nice parting gift in the backyard. <laughs> so I avoided doing that uh, both those things for the first time ever playing that course. So I was nice happy. positives. Yep. Um, so yeah, and then court like I said, course design half inland, half muni. Um, in terms of originality, I know I didn't comment on the Hayes originality. It's uh, not particular, not particularly original in terms of a par three, but I do think. You know, making one that nice is original, but for Pacific Grove, um, you would think a, a muni on the water is um, you know incredibly uh, original. There's not many that are like that in the world, right? Yeah, man. I mean, the the back nine there is uh, it's awesome, and like you said, for sixty bucks, eighty bucks to ride. Yep. It's it's really you know crazy to, to think that you can just play there for that cheap like it's like i said the, the the those back nine once you're you go that little par three to start it and then you're number 11 into the ocean and then you're right on the ocean for the entire time and it, if you didn't know any better you'd think you were playing on fucking spanish bay right that's right yeah spanish bay which i'll get to is so nice that you know you're not yeah it's not a true links in, yeah in yeah that regard. but no i i agree um Sharp or not sharp park? You've got it on there. Very original, right? And, and but Sharp just, Park was the original poor, poor man's, man's pebble, pebble back in the day, which holds a special place in in our hearts as it's our local course here. It's uh, Alistair McKenzie design. I uh, dude, I love PG. I think, like you said, it's a very cool design. That that first half is, you know, it's nothing crazy. It could be like you said, inland. It could be like playing at Manteca or Swenson in the valley, right? You wouldn't know any different if you didn't realize you were, you know, fucking drove to the ocean to to get there. But that back nine um, just makes it incredible. Agreed. Um, yeah, and then, like like we were talking about earlier, uh, you know, you'd almost forget you're not playing Spanish Bay, but when you actually do play Spanish Bay, the two days later you can see. The, oh, dude! The differences in in how these courses are set up. I stand by this, and I mean that's the it's the picture on the background of my phone. It um, has been for a long time. I some people I I don't know from here like I love Spanish Bay. I, that's like my favorite course out there. Um, maybe because it was the first one of those courses that we played together, right? Yeah. We had a great ass time. But I love the whole setup. I love. The fucking hilly ass greens, like like it's just the whole vibe of it on the water the entire time, mm -hmm. like the, the, everything. I love walking in that clubhouse. It, it's it's it is such an awesome track, um, and it's the cheapest if you know you're you're going out to do the pebble courses. Yeah, um, 
that and Poppy Hills are probably very comparable in price. Uh, well, we've gotten it on on deals. Normally, it's uh, close to it's close to three hundred. So yeah, that makes yeah. sense. But, but I mean, that's still cheaper compared to Pebble. Yes, um, and Pebble po- and Spyglass. And, and Spyglass. So yep. um, Del Monte yeah, is the cheapest, but Del Monte is, and that's a great course that we should definitely do a review on. Uh, Without on a doubt. Here. Um, but dude, I I love that track, right? Like going into the facilities like we're talking. We've mm-hmm. obviously us and some friends have had a great time in their bar and restaurant area. Yes, but I'll put it down as the best bar and restaurant area at, at Pebble. Uh, that the bar at Pebble is cool to be on eighteen and stuff, right. but the outdoor fireplace and fucking homie coming through with the bagpipes yeah. as the sun setting. Get out of here. Give me something better than that. Come on. You're enjoying a nice beer, chilling after your round. It's it's incredible. I'd have to say uh, I agree. Uh, I'm a little biased when it comes to, to Spanish Bay. Um, I've played it we played it now three times. Uh, I think I've no, played four it four times now. I played it four times as well. Yeah. And each time I play it, I find something more that I, you know, I like about it. Um, and then once you start to like recognize holes, it's crazy how it gets a little bit more fun and more it's, it does. It's different because you're you can play uh, offensive more co- more comfortable well i mean that's like you know why i am at some point later in life when i get to go play pebble again right like we i imagine us being out there and being able to enjoy it a little more right yeah. the first time we played spanish we were like in the same mode right like mm-hmm. oh holy shit yeah like look at the fairway oh <laughs> yeah, my God. yeah yeah they have green sand to fill uh, the dunes. and then you, you play it again and and yeah you're right like the last time i was there i'm i, I didn't play particularly well but i was able i you know some course management came into play uh, mm-hmm. because i re- recalled the holes and like where i want to be at and, and stuff like that but yep. yeah um all the you know facilities are great the conditions are obviously it's a i found something that you can uh, uh think about the practice facilities you can use pebbles before you go play spanish so they don't have a driving range at spanish yeah. it's nine a nine minute drive yeah so you can go to, uh, and you could, all, you could in theory go to Spyglasses too, right? Yeah, you could. But it's it's like because I remember this dude at Spyglass was on the range there, and he had a tea time at Spanish Bay, and like he like fucked up and didn't realize it, you know, and was like very close to, it. didn't have nine minute drive. Oh like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he so yeah. I'm not. I don't even know how far Spyglass is from. I mean, they can't be that far, yeah. right? I'd imagine they're probably equidistant. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So like, obviously, course conditions incredible. Um, the, the pro shop there, fully stocked. Um, but nothing other than like, if you're trying to like go like check clubs not out. Not quite or, fully stocked, right? I recall them not having a large shirt. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> or two large shirts. They have everything you need, but but select sizes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I love the course design there too. Um, it can be extremely challenging for the low handicapper if the wind starts blowing out there. I oh. think of all the courses we've talked about. Um of my two times there, we've it's two of which have been very cold. One in the summer, and then mm-hmm. the last time we played there with the original crew, dude, that was it was fucking cold. Those yeah. last like four holes was cold. Yeah, the yeah, wind yeah. blows directly in. Um, yeah, there's a few holes where you're sitting there, you're just like, I have no idea where this ball is gonna go because the wind is blowing so hard in your face. And uh, coastal golf is so much different than. Um, 
the way golf is played primarily throughout the you know this country, people don't realize that like oh you only hit your six iron you know 100 180 yards and it's like yeah because it's like we're at sea level the air is way yeah, heavier and heavy. the, the wind is always blowing wind blowing um you know those greens are they're tough you got to be you know it. You, you definitely want your yardage book out there and to yep. kind of like know the the undulations because they def, they play true link style and have a good idea you know i mean obviously you know if you you don't really care what you're going to shoot then who cares but mm-hmm. but if you're trying to score you can hit some shots onto greens and be in like you know worse spots like i'd rather you know i i recall the last time i, I was playing there a couple of holes on the back nine where I hit good shots and mm-hmm. I, I went too far and I was just like on the back of these mountains yeah. like putting and I'm like, fuck, I'd rather, you know, like have, I'd rather just chip this almost. Right. Um, yeah. And there's very little flat spots out there too. Very so, few flat spots. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of undulation. It's not crazy to where like you're going to be hitting off some crazy lie because everything is so well maintained. Um, but yeah, if you if you end up in a spot you're not necessarily supposed to be, it's gonna be really difficult. Yeah, of, of and I think if you there. catch that Even course on the, the right day, it can be very gettable for 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 almost all handicaps. I really, agree. Um, I agree. But like you said, you know the right day for it, you're in Monterey, so most of the time it's gonna be heavier air, um, and there there aren't too many days uh, like like the first day we had out there. I always think of. Mm-hmm. Um, that are like incredible like that. yeah but man it's, it was it's cold tough. in the morning and then it just there was no wind no all wind day. shit it's good stuff but that is a course that i i think if you're traveling and you're getting out to the monterey bay um you have to have that on the list uh obviously you know pebble spyglass but like i don't discount spanish this this that's a it's a killer track it's Pebble's my favorite, and then Spyglass, or not Spyglass, uh, Spanish is a quick adjunct underneath that. Nice. Yeah, and then uh, the last thing I want to touch on that would be originality. I don't think it's the most original course uh, because it's neither Pebble nor St. Andrews, but it's its own. It's really cool to see. Well, and it's kind of made to be a uh, an homage to those courses, right? Right. Totally and agree. To link style cor- golf, so designed by Tom Watson and Sandy Tatum, two guys who loved link style golf. I mean, Watson right? Won that five was opens. that. That's that was the kind of the whole mindset behind it. Is right. To to be is a tribute. Hence the uh, homeboy with the bagpipes. Yep. Exactly. This guy. Yeah. You can't see my hat. Yeah. This guy on there. <laughs> Great logo as well. Great logo. Great logo. All right. I'm going to do the McKinsey's. So I'm going to go, I'm going to give the McKinsey's out. So we do one through five McKinsey's, five being obviously the best, one being um, more like a dog track type uh, airport course where we're going to go the hay. I'm going to go four McKinsey's with that one. Okay. Nice. Uh, definitely. Um, I, I mean, I'm, that's what you would expect from a Pebble Beach property. Course. Pebble Beach property, and I know that's not saying too much, but I just like how it's fun for the whole family. That's what gives it a whole half point in my. That's what golf needs. Yep, a half McKinsey just for that. Um, I have to give Pacific Grove. I'm gonna give it a. Uh, I'm gonna give it a. Three point nine McKinsey's. Okay. Only because, um, the only knock would be is that it's still a Muni. It's a great muni. Um, I might eat my words on that later, and, and I and I have the right to change that later on. 
Um, and then lastly, Span- I don't think I don't think you'll change that. I think it holds up. Is it? What are you going to go to some other muni and just be like, oh, this kicks Pacific Grove That's out of there? That's true. Uh, That's true. And lastly, Spanish Bay. I'm going to give it Spanish Bay. 4.4 McKinsey's. Okay. All right. So I haven't played the hay, so I can't honestly rate the hay. Mm-hmm. Um, PG, I'm going to give PG a 3.6 McKinsey's. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of based off what I'm going to give Spanish Bay. I'm going to give Spanish Bay a, a 4.5, I'll say. Nice. So it's about one notch under Spanish for yeah. me, right? He's got um, a little fuller mustache on that McKinsey. The originality, like you said, on Spanish kind of got me to to downgrade it. But there really isn't very much about that course yeah. that I don't like, aside from my own shit golf game that I bring there. It's a one uh, through five scale. I mean, we don't yeah. have much to work with here. It's not a one through a hundred. I mean, I think you talk to most people that probably, if, if you if you don't put Spanish Bay above a four, like you're Get the fuck out fucking of here. smoking crack, yeah. Um... That was great, dude. Dude, uh, I like that. I, I, I'm I'm excited to do some more course reviews like that. That's fun. Um, plenty more to come. Uh, we got we're playing Pasta Tiempo here uh, next month. Um, we're playing Silverado as well next month. So we'll have a couple more. Fuck Silverado is gonna be interesting. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll have to see how that goes. Coach Dylan needs a uh, we need an all out blitz on our golf games right now. <laughs> Although I did play pretty good at Spanish Bay. Um, anyway, another thing we want to talk about was something that we had to skip over last podcast that is actually something that's extremely important. Um, do, you want, do you want to just go ahead and talk yeah, about so, the article? Yeah, so hey, right, so we were, like, uh, our course reviews, that's important because in the year of 2020, there was the, the Wall Street Journal had an article all about golf. There was, according to the Wall Street Journal, 3 million new golfers last year. My wife and mom included were a part of that. Astounding. Um, it makes sense, right? Golf courses were one of the first kind of rec activities to open up. They're com- Obviously, it's completely safe, right? Like, I've, I've always... There was like a three-week period there where everything was closed. And then after that, I was like, hey, golf is actually outdoors and distance. Yeah, and and it's weird. It's like playing is probably better for you than like going to the driving range. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, like I can think of multiple rounds where like I've played with someone barely spoken a word to them, right? Uh, Especially if you're walking, like, you know, you're essentially on the tee box and the greens, but otherwise you're doing your own thing. Yeah. So... Three million new golfers in 2020, United States? Yes, in the United States alone. So worldwide, I'm sure that number is inflated. Um, but damn, right? Like, that's crazy. We, you know, we're, we're public golf players. We, we obviously saw this through the summer and more people on the courses. I thought it was great. Um, I think the more people, I think, I, I still think it's awesome, right? Like, mm-hmm. just common folks, clients and stuff talking to me because they know I like golf about golf and, like, how they've gone out and played and tried to hit balls and, you know. I've been a little bitch sometimes. I've gotten upset because it's harder to find tee time. Dude, I know. We, we both have, right? And, it, it, and I always catch myself because this is what you want. This is how you get more golf courses built, and then the problem takes care of itself. Um, we'll, we'll touch on the tee times mm-hmm. here in a little bit. Um but essentially, right, this, this, this Wall Street Journal article, the journal, mm-hmm. as those of us in the know call it, um, the journal piece was just, <laughs> it was, it's, it's, a bunch of, it's a bunch of different pieces, right? But the main one was kind of like, how does golf keep the momentum that it's kept 
or gained here in the last year. What would you do? Um, I think so. Kind of touching on this, and and we just talked about it. Like we need more stuff, like the hay. You need courses. Uh, I think the and they bring this up in the the article, like the nine and more courses. If you don't, if you're not a par three course. Offer nine hole rates and, and packages mm-hmm. so you can go out early in the morning. Presidio was doing Shout it. out Presidio for doing uh, that. That's awesome. Go out off the back nine early in the morning or even in the afternoon, right? Afternoon back. Um, because, you know, people, it, it, it's tough. We, 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 we're golf fanatics. So, mm-hmm. so we're, we love going and playing 18 holes. Right. But some people, it's just too much. Um, when I took, and it's a great way to just get into the game mm-hmm. is, is nine and then. Uh, with that, more par threes. Build. I want more courses to have little executive courses. Like right. We. I haven't played par threes in a little while. Um, because I don't really consider Fleming a par three. Because there's there's a few long. There, a some of those fucking par threes are too long at Fleming. Too long. And then, uh, <laughs> and, then, and, then and then and then they got par fours out there. But like we we played that little par three in Fresno. That was hella fun. We played yep. the Corica one. Uh, right before you went and did the hay like. Even as not like we're skilled golfers, but veteran golfers, mm-hmm. it's fun doing just going out to a little par three, bringing some wedges, dicking around, yeah. like, and uh, I just think that kind of stuff needs to be more accessible and 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 like out there, you know, advertised. Like that, you don't. It doesn't have to be a four hour affair, right? With you know dress code and all this other bullshit that golf gets associated with. Like, just go out, have some fun, hit some hole, maybe hit a human. Yeah, and then see how the day goes, right? Mooney got hit by like a thirteen-year-old girl on the third, second hole. I don't right. think she was thirteen, dude. I think she was like, far younger than thirteen. I, I thought think. somebody said thirteen because she looked like she was like nine. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I I shanked one back and I hit her. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. I think that. Um, I mean, we saw Tyson, and he was like, dude, this is awesome. This is, like, right up my alley, you know, getting to play. He played 18 holes yeah. the par three back, the par 3-9 back-to-back. And, you know, he has plenty of time to go home. Um, he has two kids. He's married. Uh, wife is a, a, a frontline worker and uh, doctor. And that's right up his alley. Anybody between the ages of, like, 30 to, like, 45, like, they got families at home and shit, like – Having four and a half hours to five hours or more to go play a round of golf it's is not just real- four and a half hours. It's it, five, you know, yeah. you're driving somewhere there, to meet back, some friends, right? You're going to go afterwards. Grab, grab food and but stuff. But it's just afterwards. really difficult. Yeah. So it's a day experience, mm-hmm. you know? And again, you got to really be, a, you got to like it to do that. So yep. yeah. Even so, the first time golfers, I took uh, my wife and my mom, and that was the first thing they said after like hold 11. They're like, kind of over it like i would rather just be done right now you know what i mean they don't quite have like the stamina like you and i would because like you like you just said um you know we love being out there we could play all day if yeah. we didn't have any other obligations we totally would yeah like sanchez asked it, he he's wanted to try to like jump in when we're playing 18 i'm just like dude let's go let's let's hit up like the par three in golden gate park and yeah nine yep go from there um and then i think you know on that note it's Dude, it's good for even like your skilled golfer, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's great practice. Fucking hit a couple balls. Um, it's not like you get to hit off. You know, you don't get to hit off grass everywhere. Yeah. So you can actually hit so, off some so turf. And I, I think that's very important. Kind of in that, you know, like on in just our own little Bay Area world, 
stuff like Top Golf and uh, I forget what the other one's called, but like you know what, like like golf is now like a social thing mm-hmm. versus just you know going and grinding, which, right? I mean, I almost think we'd be better off doing like going to a spot like that too, because sometimes we go to the range and we just like hit a million balls, like and we, we're way too fast. Like, yeah, I, I I like the idea of like going to the range and kicking it, bullshitting, having a drink, watching you hit some shots, then right. I step up. Of course, I'm left-handed, so I screw up the whole fucking simulator thing at Top Golf. Oh, but uh, oh, Top Golf doesn't have lefty bays that you can switch back and forth on. I've never been to a Top. I don't golf. know. We got to go to the San Jose one. Say San Jose, send a uh, a voucher. Come send on. a voucher and, <laughs> and a party bus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I, and so like, what else would you do to keep all these people that just started playing golf? Um, I think that I, so adding more, you know, nine hole options. I think maybe being less strict on like, you know, golf course kind of mentality, right? Mm. Like, I don't mind seeing people out in like shorts and t-shirts Attire just playing. Like, yeah, yeah, like, like fuck, dude. What if you want to? We're not at like a private ass country club, and like, right. so like, you know what I mean? I mean, people wear sweats everywhere now. So, uh, like, I, I, I see the idea of just being making less barriers. Um, and then probably my biggest thing, like you touched on, and getting frustrated with like not being able to book tee times, mm-hmm. is uh, it's on the courses um, because again. You like we've been in the situation over the summer where like clearly we're playing behind some people that aren't like golfers, you mm-hmm. know, and so like for them, you gotta we gotta kind of put the, the shoes on the other feet. For them, they're trying to play, have a good time. They don't need us like you know being pissy, hitting into them and stuff. And and they don't know any better, right? But it's not their fault that the courses these courses coming off the COVID break, we're setting up like 10 minute tea times. Right. Um, because just space the tea time out. And if you got to charge $10 more per round, I'll pay fucking, I'll pay $20 more per round to have 20 minutes between tea times so that I'm not waiting right when I've turned the corner from hole one onto hole two, because you know, there's yeah. some new people playing and then, because we've all been there, right? Like even yeah. on a course where you're nervous, a nice course, you get some people behind you and stuff. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, you start to tighten up, then you don't even know what, like, like and then you just, it, it kind of cramps your time. So everything's being rushed. Uh, yeah. And that's the worst feeling on a golf course, yeah. right? Uh, I think any golfer can attest to that. So I think the course has got to do a little better job of managing the new influx of, of, of people and just the logistics of that. And then also I think a little bit like, uh, I'll kind of same in my course like Seascape. I forget what other course I played recently that I wasn't really too keen on how well it was upkept. Mm. Um, you know, and that's the yeah. learning experience on them because um, they're not probably used to this many rounds and shit right. being played on them. But right. uh, the course has got to do their part too. I, I have to agree with all your points. Um, just, yeah, I mean, making it easier for somebody to go in and play, get in and get out. Uh, we touched on Presidio doing the the morning nine and the, mm-hmm. the twilight nines um that's exactly what courses should be doing uh start you off on the on the back nine and you can just finish out the you know the the back nine cheaper rate you're done in you know you're playing super early Man, so you're, you're gonna be done super I fast wish, like i, I should have took more advantage of that i love that idea yeah get out at seven boom nine o'clock you're done yeah just played back nine holes fucking let's go yeah like there yeah 
Um, more courses with lights would be sweet. Night course. Yeah. 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 That kind of goes into like the whole top golf thing, right? right? Like you go out, it's a Friday night and, mm-hmm. and, and hanging out. Right. And yeah, they, they touch on that. Just kind of like the events, the social events about it. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I got on here that there was a piece on, I didn't really read it cause we cover a lot of this on our own. It's just golf betting mm-hmm. and it's, it's getting bigger and bigger. You see it everywhere. Um, but that's that's key in not so much growing the game as like players just playing the game, but as far as growing like you know PGA and, and viewership, uh, that's key. What they did this week, I think the PGA was a very smart move of offering incentives for these guys that mm. are bringing in money, kind of on the social media aspect of things. Yeah, that's one thing we should definitely have talk about sooner rather than later. Um, um, but yeah, just betting on golf has made me more aware of certain golfers and you know who, guys who have uh, um, great counting stats. I wouldn't and, have watched know, the Zurich Classic if I didn't have you know bets and play on, on Sunday. All these uh, guys, yeah, some of these guys like lower in the order or in the rankings rather. Um, like who the hell is this guy? This guy's like oh I, I'm seeing him, you know, with more top tens. You start to see him rise and so yeah. you start putting some money on him. Um, I would have to say that's definitely better for growing the game. It's it, fantasy more eyes sports, on it, all the that fantasy, stuff. all the DFS stuff, mm-hmm. right? There's so much more, you know, like I said, more eyes, more eyes means bigger purses, right? Mm-hmm. That means more drama and, and um yeah, I think I think it's it's a great time for, for these dudes in the PGA and, and gals on the LPGA as well. Speaking of the LPGA, um you are you are our LPGA expert. Um I'm looking at you right now with your LPGA hoodie. You guys, a shout out from Michelle Wee West hey, uh, on Instagram. There you girl. Let's go. That was pretty awesome. Um, I mean, it looks dope. It's like a light tie dye type it's of. It's cool. It's tie dye. Um, it's got the LPGA logo. It's got the uh, established year. And then I believe like half of each shirt, sweatshirt, goes to uh, like um, uh, some sort of charity that gets young girls into playing golf. Right. That's awesome. Uh, it's like, like a first, first tee, but for, for but specifically for young females. Um, and yeah, the, what a kudos! You got to give us the recap. Kudos to the LPGA here for what they did the last two weeks. I was surprised because this seems too obvious and like like smart of a move for them to make. Mm-hmm. What a great idea! You've got you're coming off the Masters. You got two tournaments that really not many people care about unless they're betting on them, right? Um, and big golf fans like us the Heritage, and the Zurich Classic. And you've got the time difference to where it sets up perfectly to do this. So they went Wednesday to Saturday tournaments, and uh, one was in Hawaii, one was in L.A., so they can get them prime time on mm-hmm. the East Coast. Saturday prime time finishes. Um, and then as far as how it played out, you I don't think you could have asked for, for really... I mean, you could have asked for a little better, but it played out great. Um we talked about it kind of on our last podcast as we were going into the final round, but it was Lydia Ko and Nelly Korda yeah. for a showdown. Dude, that was Lydia Ko, that was one of the best final rounds I've ever seen. Um, Never faltered, really. Fuck, man. Impressive. Um, I would have, as a Nelly Korda fan, I would have liked to have seen her rain, drain some putts, but, you know, she showed her fighting spirit and finished off with some birdies. And mm-hmm. I think it. 
the end of the day, you walked away from that tournament, A, being impressed very much with Lydia Ko, and then if you've never seen Nelly Korda play, like, you had to have been amazed at how she was still striking it. She just couldn't make a putt. Yeah. And then you can see, like, the competitor that she is, like, very fiery, talking to herself under her breath. Um, I definitely saw her... Uh, uh, when even when she was quote struggling, it's just because she couldn't keep up with Lydia because she was playing so damn good, and she was mi- she was missing her birdie, that was her a, birdie putts. A one hundred hole streak with one bogey, insane. And I want to say like twenty four birdies, one eagle, and the rest are pars. Like what a hole of or not a hole, what a streak of playing golf right there. That's incredible. I mean, I would love to see how that stacks up against any of the guys on the PGA. Um, 100 holes, one bogey. That's insane. That's just some great golf. Yeah. Um, so she won that in Hawaii. That was awesome. Her first win in three years, getting off the uh, winless stride like uh, our man Jordan Spieth. And then uh, last week, they were in L.A. So they did the same thing, Wednesday to Saturday tournament, Saturday primetime finish. Uh, we had Jessica Corda leading the tournament the whole time. Mm. Um, and then Jin Young Ko, number one in the world up there. And then Brooke Henderson came out of no, not came out of nowhere. She, she birdied her last three holes on Friday, got some momentum. She was down, I think four strokes on Sunday or Saturday and playing in the final group and caught, caught Jessica Corda and Jin Young Ko and, and beat them. Um, her 10th career victory She's the most winning Canadian across LPGA and PGA. Wow. Of all Canadians. Um, and Brooke Henderson is another, like, you know, that's kind of a big name. That was a great victory. Great for the LPGA. She hits the, she's like the John Daly of the LPGA. She uh-huh. honey dips. She takes this huge swing. Um, she has her younger sister, Caddy, for her, which is hella cool. Oh, that's uh, awesome. And then I believe she was like, she grew up playing like junior hockey too. So she's, she's a really athletic girl. She was a goalie for like US or Canada's junior team. But uh, dude, a big win. Primetime finishes. Are and, they going to do any more primetime finishes? I don't or? know. Like they're playing. It's in, it's uh, the HSBC in China this week. I'm not sure. I, dude, I think they just kind of like flexed and did this given the PGA schedule, right? Because I mean, like, you know, doing the primetime finish doesn't matter if you're doing it when the PGA Championship's going on, mm-hmm. right, on Saturday. So I think they just kind of flexed it and did it smartly because I was looking and I see some like they're back to a, a normal Thursday schedule on their next bigger tournament. But they're kind of in like a little hiatus stage, uh, a little downturn stage right now. Um. Well, anything else on the LPGA, or should we jump into the Valspar here? No, let's go. Let's talk a little. A little Valspar. Yeah, yeah. I I laid off this week again. Um, I was busy last week or, or last week playing some golf, so I kind of just took a break from the PGA. Um, I love this tournament, not because of any other reason than uh, a couple years ago when Brent Snedeker. I think I don't think he's actually ever finished playing. I think he's still finishing up the 2019 Valspar, <laughs> and that's why he's technically in the field for this one. Uh, shout out Mikey for that. But I mean, we all know this one comes a couple weeks after the Masters every year. It's kind of like the ramping back up of of the. Well, the this is all right? changed, actually. Is it because this is 
because we did we missed this last year. Okay. And this and in 2019, I think it was after the Masters, but usually it's before. Oh, right? really? Because everything's flipped around. Okay. Like, right with like with, with the uh, what's the uh, God damn it the players right the mm-hmm. players used to be in May. That's right. Um. So I I want to say this is the first time this has been hella late like this. Gotcha. I'm not a hundred percent sure. So it used that. to come before the Masters, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Got it. Got it. That's why Mikey was picking Brent Snedeker to win. Um, but yeah, I think uh, it's a, a, another you know not one of the biggest fields uh, in terms of um, like all all the the big name guys. The names, I, I, yeah. I saw DJ. I saw JT. DJ in the field. JT. Um, you got there's a good card, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're a month out now from right. the PGA Championship, so. These cards are going to get a little bit better. The kind of two-week lull has has uh, finished up, and uh, again, we're we're about a month out from from a major championship. So I think with each week, I believe we go Valspar. I forget where next week is. Then it's the uh, Wells Fargo, mm-hmm. and then I think you got the Byron Nelson, and then it's uh, the PGA. But uh, dude, this is a cool track: Copperhead Golf Course, uh, par seventy-one. Five par threes, which is interesting. Five par threes? Oh, man. Um, and a course that favors the accurate as our back-to-back winner is uh, Paul Casey. Mm. I right? Mean, yeah. He beat Tiger in that one, that one, uh, the... Was it I'm 2018, trying to get a, right? I'm trying to get a, uh, a reminder or a fresher on what this course looks like. I've heard of the Snake Pit. The Snake Pit is the. I think it's just because I don't pay attention three. to this tournament, uh, unless we have. It's not. It will, no. I think you're, it. It doesn't look like like your typical Florida course. Gotcha. Back to back winner for Paul Casey. Yep. Are there any defending champions in any, any other tournaments? Uh, I don't think so. The only other one was. Kepka with Brooks defending U.S. US Open. Opens and PGAs and shit. That's hard to do. That's, <laughs> why, that's, so why he's the, that's why he's the man. Are you gonna? Are you betting? Are you gonna take Paul Casey? No, no. Um, <laughs> do you have I am any picks betting. This week? I am betting. I got some picks kind of off the top of my head. I'm gonna go back because I did post them to IG, so I'll touch on our Zurich Classic picks. Those were heartbreakers. Jay, uh, Justin Rose and Stenson missed the top 10 by one stroke. Um, and then I was on your boy's big, or your boy, and then Hobby. his boy. So I, I joined Team Victor Hav. And uh, what's was my other guy's name? Christoph uh, or uh, Ventura. Christoph Ventura. Mm. And, dude, they were leading that tournament the whole time. And they came out on Sunday to like that the Minnesota Vikings like horn blowing shit, and I was like, "Oh yes, these Nordic boys are gonna kick ass. They're gonna win this tournament." They did not. Um, oh my god! They, they actually played terrible on Sunday and, and missed the top ten, and I was counting that money. Um, but uh, also from the last time we smoked, I, I do got to toot my horn there. I did hit two top tens um, at the RBC. That's uh, right. And that will segue me into do I have some picks this week. I hit Corey Connors. Um, it's a chalky top 10, but I'm going to take it because it's... it's it, He's inspired it's by for his... for a reason. He's inspired by his fellow countrymen's, so, uh, countrywoman's 
uh, LPGA yeah, win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Corey Connors top ten at plus two hundred. I like um, I like your boy Jocko Neiman top ten at like plus. I think he's like plus three hundred. Let me pull up the odds real quick. I believe he's top ten. I'm also gonna bet on Jocko to win this. Uh, he's plus three twenty five. I like Emiliano Grillo plus four fifty, and then mm. I gotta go. Where's my guy, Mister Top Ten? Oh, Chris Kirk plus five hundred. Oh man, um, and I'm gonna sprinkle a little bit of money on Jocko to win this thing. At uh, let's see what I'm. I'm gonna I like play. it. He started off the season playing really well. He's kind of had a, a little bit of a rough stretch. Yes, here. yes, but this is a ball striker's course, and he is a good ball striker. That's so Paul Casey's I'm going twice. to. Uh, Plus thirty five hundred. I'm gonna put a little bit on him to win at plus thirty five hundred. All right. Yeah, I don't have any picks this week. Um, <laughs> like I said, I, I needed a little bit of a break from that. It was rough going. I lost, I think, two weeks in a row, um, not hitting a single one. So I just want to take a little time off. But I will be back next week betting um, for the Wells Fargo Championship. Uh, anything else you got? You good? No. All right, well, we'll see you next week. Um, back to our normal Sunday nights. Uh, it's been a crazy stretch here, um, but we're excited. See you next week. That does it for this episode of the Sandy Pars Podcast. We want to thank you all for joining us, and if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get your podcast content. Join us next week as we review the results of the PGA and LPGA, dive into some local course reviews, and much, much more. Lastly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Sandy Pars Golf and visit our website, sandypars.com, for a full library of podcasts and additional golf content like course reviews, reading guides, and more. Special thanks to our producer, Ryan Thiessen, and until next time, hit him straight.